Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks is tuesday uh march 1st and welcome into the show and Chris, what number show are we? Okay, we're doing show number 184, and uh, we hope for some good news during the show, but we don't know what kind of news we're going to get, and it doesn't look good right now. We have uh, both Bill and Perry are, are have their phones available. They will get, If you want to know what's going on with baseball, stay tuned here, because we're going to have it as soon as uh, anybody does, because uh, the people will start tweeting and, uh, and uh, sending out their messages on their various sports apps, and we will... We will know, but as we speak, it's a little after 4 Eastern, and the deadline is supposed to be 5 o'clock. Now, again, deadlines in labor negotiations are flexible things. They were supposed to have the deadline yesterday. They're voting. um, What? They're voting. They're voting. Yeah. We'll see. So, I just saw saw a tweet a minute ago. It looks very bleak. Yes. So... The deadline was supposed to be yesterday. It's now today. Now, the, the thing that Perry said, and he's right, is that if they then say no further talks are scheduled, that's a problem. If they say, well, we'll come back tomorrow or we'll come back Wednesday or we'll come back to New York on Thursday, that is a little bit. But, you know, uh, you just hope there aren't any a lot of inflammatory statements from either side after this doesn't uh, work out or if this doesn't work out. But anyway, we will talk about that more in detail when we get there. But uh, this is, as I should say, March 1st. It's show number 184, and the agenda for today, we're going to talk about the panel, and my panel is going to be, be about, we're going to get into the whole Ukraine, uh, as it opposed, the Ukrainian invasion of the by the Russians, as it affects sports and what is going on, who's doing what. So we'll talk about that as my part of my panel. Uh, we have baseball, of course, as we just started on a little bit, NFL. Lost a couple, three wide receivers, so going to cover that. Um, in you know who are no longer with us, college uh, football, college basketball, NBA, NHL, a little bit of golf, a little bit of soccer, and a little bit of NASCAR. So anyway, <clears throat> my panel just briefly, we'll co- talk about the Bruins and Celtics. They're both doing well, and we'll talk about them uh, when we get to the uh, the N- NBA and NHL. But uh, the just the things that I have, and then we can uh, throw in some more information if others have it, and the opinions that others may have about what's going on in the world of sports with based on the invasion. Uh, it is now being said that there will be no World Cup qualifiers in Russia. Uh, yeah, there were some scheduled there, and they will not be held in Russia. Uh, no Grand Prix in Russia in September. They've already decided that. I believe, speaking of, of uh, soccer, Chris, they were supposed to host the World Cup, and that isn't happening either. Who no, was? not this year. They're not hosting no. the World Cup this year because uh, Qatar already had. Qatar, Qatar, but they were going to have World Cup qualifying. 
That's well, right. Okay. See, now yeah. you're hearing yeah. my soccer knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I had heard. Now, I have not heard that their team has been barred yet. So that, you know, we don't know about that. The IOC is in dis- discouraging people from having any track and field events uh, that they are involved in or their athletes are involved in in Russia. Other I- Olympic events, basically track and field, swimming, any gym, any right. type of stuff. Uh, Alex Ovechkin has commented. Uh, apparently, he said that it's still his president. So I don't know that he's supporting the invasion so much, but it's still his president. I think he's sort of waffling on that. And I guess there's some boxers involved. Robert, but if he and about. if he lives over there, that might it, it may he may not be supporting. But if he lives over there, you have to be supportive or else. Well, yep. you do. You don't in that he's here. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it, he may be putting a little bit of a risk out there. But it's you know, it's up to him. Well, Every, if he has family sure. over there. If he, he has yeah, family, right. that could be what he's with. That yeah. that could be. So anyway, uh, but that's uh, sort of he's uh, waffled. And uh, Robert, you've got some uh, boxers. All the. Uh, West former Soviet Union boxers are all on the Ukrainian side, apparently, are they? Uh, Robert is uh, having a Zoom issue. Okay. So Robert said they were. And uh, <laughs> I think the Klitschkos and, uh, you know, I think there's a couple others. Alexander, other. Heavyweight champion Alexander, I'm not going to try it. Robert can pronounce his name when he comes back. But, yeah, the, heavyweight, the current heavyweight champion signed up to be in the Ukrainian army. Both the Klitschko brothers, not Vladimir, right. but his brother is the mayor of Kiev. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it is affecting the world of sports as it's affecting everything else. And, uh, you know, we don't know how long it's going to go on. We don't know how it's going to, going to end up, but uh, it is something that has got the world focused. That is for sure. Not only, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, the general public, but the sports uh, aspect. So we wanted to get a few of those out there in case you hadn't heard them. And, uh, you know, just wait and see as we go along, we'll follow the story. So I guess uh, we have our host to be named later, Rick, who stayed up late to watch some of the Bruins last night. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, I just want to add to what Chris was saying. It just just a shout out to the people of Ukraine. That's, you know, in sporting terms, they're a major underdog here and they're performing. Yeah. You're not a kid. You're so not a they are. They're beating the point. They, uh, Vegas, yeah. they are going to, whether they win the war, they're going to beat the point spread. I know yeah, that. So they've done better than people <laughs> thought they would. Best of luck to them. Um, one little strange item. I don't know if everybody's heard that people, you know, a lot of people in the NFL seem to think that Tom Brady's not done. But anyway, right now he's planning to, to uh, produce and star in his own movie. And it's called yes. 80, for, 80 for Brady. And it's co-starring Sally Fields, um, uh, you, oh, I'm drawing a blank, oh. um, uh, Rita Moreno, um, Jane Fonda, and Louis Tomlin. Um, now, these these four women, their ages are all, they're more than, than Giselle's measurements if you added them all together, that how old these people yeah. are. And it's, it's, Sally it's Fields not, is the youngest, and she's in her 70s. The yeah. other two are in the 80s, and Rita Moreno's in the 90s. Remember, she yeah. was in the remake of... I, I think, uh, yeah, maybe Giselle well, said, they the can't original. be under 60. You can't be yeah. in a movie with anybody under 60. So I'm uh, I'm not seeing an Oscar for this one. This uh, It's about these women who supposedly go on a road trip to watch the Patriots in Super Bowl 51 or something. That, I don't know. That's strange. Okay. Uh, the, the Celtics and the Bruins, uh, Celtics, they, both are playing well. I'm not still a believer in the Celtics. I don't know. The thing that scares me is they can blow people out, but their record in games that are like decided by five points or less is something like four and 14. And that they, they <clears> scare me when it comes right down. And, you know, and that's, you know, that's the kind of game you're probably going to play in the playoffs more often than not. The Bruins are looking real well, uh, real good. They, um, Swayman just got named Rookie of the uh, Month for February. He's given up like eight goals in his last seven starts. 
Um, one, one thing I wanted to talk about, we've talked about a lot about these announcers that don't travel with the teams. And, and, you know, I said way back when we first started this, are, are some, you know, either teams or stations that, that pay for them, are they going to find out they like this and save money and this is going to go on? Nesson doesn't, hasn't sent their announcers anyway yet. And it's starting to get ridiculous. Last Thursday night when they played, when the Bruins played Seattle, uh, with like 16 minutes left in the game, the, the Nesson building where the announcers are uh, in Watertown, Massachusetts, had a fire alarm. And the announcers had to leave the building. Oh, so had, Yeah, so they switched over to the Seattle announcers for like six minutes, you know, six game time minutes in, in the third period. And it's just, it's just... You know, it's just showing that that this this has got to stop. You know, that the because I've I've had times this year when I've said Jack Edwards, the announcer for the Bruins on Nesson, I've said to myself, he just he doesn't he seems like he's losing it a little bit. He doesn't have it like he used to. And and then I do remember it's because he's not there. And it's the fans deserve better than that. They've got to, they've got to stop this. Uh, that's all I got, Perry. Well, it is uh, March and uh, it is sixty. <clears throat> A little over 60 degrees in the Midwest today, so the weather has improved. Uh, college basketball is heading into the postseason tournaments. Uh, the women, a lot of the women's tournaments will start this week, and some of the men's tournaments. Uh, the Missouri Valley is uh, one of them that will be played starting on Thursday at 6 o'clock Central. And uh, if you really want some good college basketball uh, I would recommend that tournament because the top four seeds, which are one Northern Iowa, two Missouri State, three Drake, and four Loyola, uh, any of those teams could win the tournament. And I think any of those teams could win a game, at least one, maybe two games in the tournament in the NCAA. So if you like the tournaments, check that one out. That's uh, That would be a good tournament. We had probably a fantastic, one of the better games you're going to see in college basketball here in Iowa last Saturday, Loyola in Northern Iowa. And the Panthers, of course, ended up beating Loyola 102 to 96 in overtime. So it was a good high scoring game and, and all that. But uh, really, a lot of good basketball. And of course, the high school tournaments, the girls this week in Iowa, the boys next week in Iowa. Um, so that's going on. And uh, we're still watching for news on the baseball front. It doesn't look good right now, but we'll see. And um, that's what's going on I'm here. back, guys. Oh, okay. there he is. Good. Well, so, Robert, uh, you can, uh, when you get to your turn, you can, uh, after Bill, you can clarify anything you wanted to say about Ukraine, too. Okay. Oh, okay. So, because, uh, so uh, Bill, we, we will throw it, it's we'll throw turn, it to and Bill, then, and then we'll go to Robert. So, Bill, yeah. okay. We, I'm not muting again. We... we <laughs> We we have that talking issue in here. <laughs> nobody nobody stops. Um, but anyway, we're doing well today. We're watching the baseball news, covering that. Um, it's just a shame this had to happen. There was no re- rhyme or reason that this had to go to this to this level. They have to ruin a sport or run it for several years. There will always be baseball, but it's a problem. So other than that, uh, we're in in Indianapolis. I guess the Colts are is still in controversy over quarterbacks. Frank Wright, the coach, is saying, well, I stuck my neck out for Carson, so I believed in him. And the general manager, Chris Ballard, is saying, well, we got to evaluate the situation. We're halfway into this $128 million contract, so 
if they're going to do it, they might as well do it now because it's going to save them a little bit of money, but they're still, they would only be out $15 million. How many more years does he have on that deal, Bill? Well, at least two. Maybe because okay. he's got a fifteen million dollar bonus and another seven and a half million dollar bonus and then another year. Okay. So you know, I don't know if they're gonna do any better and um the forty ers are gonna be looking for a quarterback because Jimmy's gonna have soldiers surgery and he's gonna be out to at least a lie. That's who we'll pick up somebody that's going to be injured but uh, <laughs> you know we might as well do that but he's he's going to be out a while so but I'm really really depressed about baseball I mean just something about baseball on the radio and I'm going to ask you guys this question are more stations it looks like the stations that aren't traveling are still not traveling. Why? That is correct. Why? Yep. Can you please tell me why when college money. sports... Money. <laughs> it's money. Yeah, money. The sports hub is traveling for everything. Um, the, uh, you know, the hey, Bruins were there in Seattle. You know, uh, Dave, uh, yeah, not Dave Gosher. Their, uh, their Doug radio... Bob Beers are there. Um, I think EEI, when the baseball season starts up, because they did all the postseason, so I think they're prepared to travel. I think yeah. Nesson, who they're getting paid subscriptions for, you know, everybody's paying for this on their cable, that's really unconscionable. You know, it's one thing, and because it's run by the state, you know, the teams, uh, the Nesson, of course, has the Bruins and Red Sox, but the stations are all, you know, Sports Hub has, the Red Sox are on EEI and everybody else is on the Sports Hub with the station contract now. Uh, I will say the soccer announcer, and I don't know if he would have gone all the way to Portland. He wasn't traveling uh, the other night. I just went by the start of the, their game, the Revolution game. But uh, everything else has been traveling. And I think EEI will too. So I think it's really going to show Nesson up pretty badly. We don't. We don't do have travel, any pro sports. In the same city, you know, yeah. in the same city. We don't have any good. pro sports here. But all of our college guys have traveled all year. Football well, and, and basketball. Can, and some of this, some of this with the traveling. You even went that, and that's like you mentioned soccer, because Brad Sham talked about when he did, he did, you know, he does FC Dallas games for TV, and he said even before COVID, he did, he did FC Dallas didn't have him travel. He was doing it from somewhere. They did the home game, so he said, well, if I have to, when they were talking about it, he said, if I have to do the NFL games from home or from what? He goes, I can handle it. He goes, but I'd like to be there. So, but yeah. a lot of. So ESPN, so it is a it's, it's financial. They right. Well, why don't they just say it? The only other thing is, if they can pay Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers an extension, and he's played less than thirty percent this year, last year. I mean, never plays. Extended him to eighty-nine million dollars over a new contract. Then they can pay to have their radio announcers. Yep. Nickel so, dime is what it is. You're right. That's, that's all I'm going to Spurs radio and TV are traveling. I know that. Yeah, um, a I lot think of most people are traveling. I think the one stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, Nesson is bad. I, I don't know who else, but I, I haven't really sat down and listened to like all the hockey and basketball. But I know, for example, the Philadelphia guy, I don't think he was traveling earlier, the Sixers, Tom McGinnis. 
he was in New York on uh, you know on uh, Sunday. So I think they're traveling again. So I think it, it, the ones that, that will stick out like a sore thumb, and actually somebody like uh, Chad Finn or somebody or or this sports uh, media thing about the Marchand there in, in New York ought to get into this and say so and so isn't traveling. So and so, point them out. You know, let's, let's, uh, yeah. the, ma- the masks are off in New York public schools. So y'all can start. That's traveling right. Now. Right. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, yeah. Since I since I have uh, subscriptions to hockey and several other things on TV, I can tell you a lot of the TV uh, people are not allowed to travel. A lot of the radio people are. I uh, uh, and I, I think this is a bold faced way for people to save money. Well, and a lot of the a lot of experienced broadcasters are going to say the hell with it and quit these jobs. Now, are these Robert? Just are these most? A lot of the TV people that aren't traveling, are they NBC? Are they on the NBC Sports? Or uh, I'm, ta- I'm talking okay. both uh, 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 Sinclair and NBC Sports. Okay, no, so uh, some Sinclair. So because I know some Sinclair people are traveling, like the yeah. stars are Valley Sports. They're traveling, and I think the uh, Mark Falwell is traveling, I believe. And uh, and uh, the Canadian TV networks are not allowing any of their announcers to travel to various things. So, Rick, do you know if Mike uh, Gorman and them are traveling on TV? No, they're I, not. I don't know. No, no, okay. they're not. Okay. So, I take know. it away, Robert. Yeah. Anyway, um, Bill, were you done? I didn't mean to yes. take your. No, that's why I said take okay. it away. Okay. Um, now let me move on to my stuff. First of all, be careful, guys, when you come in and. And uh, if you need to mute yourself, because apparently Zoom is having some kind of issue, it took me forever to get myself unmuted. So be very careful about that. Um, as far as the Ukraine things, now I, I was having trouble, so I don't know, Sean, if, if anybody covered this, but heavyweight champion Alexander Usyk, he's in the military. So is Vasily Lomachenko and all active Ukraine current boxers, whether they have fights scheduled or not, they all flew from the U.S. back to the Ukraine to sign up for their uh, military. And in Vasily Lomachenko's case and Alexander Usyk's case, they both have multi-million dollar fights scheduled for like June. So I don't know what's going to happen to those in the future, um, but all active Ukraine boxers are now, are now traveling. Uh, as far as the NASCAR, Kyle Larson won the race. That's all I know. I didn't watch it because yeah, I was Fontana, California. The uh, watch, uh, the what, what is it? Wise the power, power watch for watch power four hundred. Yeah, wise, wise, wise power, wise power, wise yeah. power. Yeah. Five hundred. Yeah. No, it was a four hundred. I know it was four hundred. Four hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, let's see. Uh, I think that's all I've got. But again, if anybody needs to mute themselves, please be careful. You may not be able to do that. So, Sean, your turn. Well, let me get a couple things out of the way. First of all, last night we had a historic event here. Didn't go well for the Longhorns, but the very last men's basketball game in the Frank Irwin Center that opened in 1977, they're building the brand-new Moody Center because the Irwin Center, they're turning it down because they're expanding the University of Texas Medical Center. So we have now Saturday is the last women's game, and then there's a uh, Harlem Globetrotters game on April 2nd. They're, that's the last event in the Irwin Center. And the, so, women might, the women might have some NCAA games. Well, that's, yeah, if they are a top four seed, <coughs> the women's, the top four seeds in regions yeah, top four. host first and second round of games. So, but like Craig Way was saying, that technically won't be University of Texas home events. 
because a run by the NCAA. So Saturday is the actual last home event for a University of Texas athletic team, but there may be the two the two women's turn a first and second round games, and you know, and if not, if nothing else, there's talk that Austin because they still haven't said where they're going to have the women's play-in games yet. There's talk of Austin hosting the women's play-in games also, but that has oh, not, that's right, they yeah, have I mean, play-in games this year. Yeah, they haven't decided that. A pick a town, but a couple other. Let me get these out of the way real quick. Uh, as we ended the show, I told you the golf story. Yeah, uh, and of course. Phil Mickelson apologized. Uh, Dustin Johnson, all those guys, Deshambo, everybody said, no, we're staying with PGA. Phil Mickelson kind of was like, he still was thinking, well, I can go, but he had to apologize. He mainly apologized to the Saudi Arabian government because of something that came out in the book saying, well, I know they're criminals. They don't do LGBT. They don't, you know, because it's funded. The Saudi Arabian public fund, he uh, summed it up and said, well, I don't know, so, uh, but, you know, hey, it's about the money. I know they're criminals, and that wasn't supposed to be in the book, but it leaked, and so he had to do a little bit. Greg Norman still thinks it's going to happen, but all the big money guys that they wanted are saying, we're staying with PGA. Yeah, because the PGA was not, they were not going to be allowed to play in the Masters. They were not going to be in, in any of the majors. They weren't yeah. going to be in any of the majors either. Yeah, all, all the majors all said no, and the PGA said no for the Ryder Cup and the PGA Championship. Yeah, so that, any I mean, that's where you make your, your big endorsement. Even if they can give you all the money in the world, but that's where you make your endorsements, and, being a Masters winner or a Ryder Cup participant or whatever you are, you know? Yeah, because the Masters said no, the USGA said no for the U.S. Open, the Royal British, all those said no as we covered last week. But anyway, if you want to contact uh, contact us, by the way, happy Fat Tuesday to everybody. Hey, That's right, too. You know, happy, yeah, happy Fat Tuesday. And if you want to contact us anytime throughout the week, 773-572-7715 or 800-693-0595, option 2, or sports lounge at allthingsradio.net. For all your breaking sports news, 712-432-3642. Board 9 is your uh, sports science board. And Board 13, all of your schedules, TV, satellite, uh, league schedules, all that stuff. Check those out. Now, let's get on with the big show. Okay, the big show. All right, baseball. Well, any uh, we have our intrepid reporters uh, intrepidly reporting. Anything new that you guys have seen in the last 15, 20 minutes? No, it's still, nope. it looks bleak. The owners have, have, have apparently presented their last uh, best offer, they say, which even if the players were to take that offer, this would be a huge win for the players. And uh, one thing, I guess, that they have agreed on, which the players say they'll back out on if there is, if the season, if we start canceling games, they have agreed to a 12-team playoff with the top two in each league getting buys and then everybody else playing a three-game series. But the players have said if that, if we start canceling games, they will. They don't want any expanded postseason. We'll just go back to 10 the way it was. So, they actually well, wanted 14. Yeah, and they were mentioning us on the sports hub. I predict with your three-game series, uh, I predict Red Sox-Seattle right away. Got to have one of those right away, so you have to go back and forth and back and yeah. forth across the whole country. <laughs> you know. So there you go. But I don't know how that would even work because you can't, uh, you know, you can't do two and, and then one. You and know, just, it doesn't give the the team. You almost have to go back and forth if one of the teams yeah. doesn't get a game. So and know. just coming across, the MLB uh, Players Association has agreed unanimously not to accept the last offer. So this likely means that MLB will announce the cancellation of games. Right. So and just. And, I, I, 
Uh, one perspective I want to give, and then other people can chime in on, on what they want to say. The Why is it this is so complicated? Well, there's two reasons that it's complicated. And I might have said this last week, but I think we need to, you know, everybody says, well, hockey can do it, and football can do it, basketball can do it. Okay, there's a salary cap. So what they really argue about is the size of the salary cap. There's a health and safety, there's travel, there's, you know, who's going to be in the playoffs, there's different things, what the schedule, how big the schedule is going to be. But those could be worked out. Those are, those are things that aren't deal breakers. What it really gets down to is the money. And so what we always hear in football, basketball, and hockey is what percentage of the gross is the salary cap going to be? And the players want 56, and the owners want 48, and they agree it's 52 or something. Or they have something concrete they can do, and they can say, you know, we're going to pick this number, and this is what our salary cap's going to be. So that's why you don't hear every year. You'll hear, like last year, the NFL salary cap is lower because the gross was lower because there was no, uh, tra- you know, no traveling, you know, fans, you know. So you had a lower gross this year. It's going to bounce back up because all the stadiums were, were full and, you know, hockey and basketball, there was transition last year. This year, it'll be, hockey's going to be a little funny because of Canada, but, you know, basketball's basically come back. So that's why you don't have all these reevaluations and everything else. The other part of it is that the owners, okay, so the players don't have to deal with the salary cap. The other thing is the owners do not have to open their books because, okay, football, basketball, and hockey, to arrive at this gross, the books have to be open and say, what is the gross? You can't base your figures on the percentage of something if you don't know what it is. And even if you were to do that, because of the, um, you know, the lack of an antitrust, the antitrust exemption that baseball has, there is no, no figures you can get. You can't find out, even if these teams are not, you know, the Pirates could be making $100 million every year, for all we know, not paying their players. And the, the Yankees could be losing money and, and paying all their players. We don't know because they don't have to tell us if they choose to. And sometimes if, if they choose to, it looks like they're crying poor mouth. Because people just say, oh, you released that just because it sounds good, you know, and you brought right. it out. You know, and another, another and, thing, and Chris. So that's that the, why it's a lot easier to get this done in the other leagues. Let's put it that way. Another thing that we don't have in the other leagues that you have it in, in this league, I don't think I'm over-exaggerating the, the negotiating teams on the owner side and the player side. They cannot stand one another. Right. It is, and Chris Russo said yesterday he had talked to a player three years ago that said that Tony Clark had told the players, start saving your money because there's either going to be a lockout or a strike. So I think these sides knew three years ago, at least, that this was going to happen. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's just not good. It, we, you know, somehow... And the players, one thing that, that irritates me with the players is they have this disdain for Rob Manfred, and I, I don't disagree with it entirely. However, the commissioner in baseball works for the owners. He is doing what the owners say, and that's because, remember back when, before Sealing, we had a commissioner, but when you had Bud Sealing, he was an owner, and the owners got it to where that commissioner was going to be in their pocket. Yeah, so, and Louis Kuhn was while not Manfred, While Manfred yeah. is not good, I mean, let's, you no. know, let's say, well, we know that, but they, we have to understand, if he doesn't do what the owners want him to do, they'll fire him, and they'll bring in somebody who will. Yep. Okay, he's in mouthpiece, uh, really. Yeah. I read an article yesterday that if this were to happen, 
they would can well, how they would cancel games is they'd do it one month at a time. Like for uh, example, what, now they're saying no. maybe one week at a time. Oh, no, well, okay. they said they All could. Right. No, what I heard, Robert, was not that. What I heard okay. was they, there was a story that said they could, they wouldn't mind. The owners, some of the owners, feel like that would be fine if they lost a month. That's what they said. Yeah. Not a month at a time. Nobody said that. Okay. I think what All they'll right. do because they want to keep it in front of the public, and they want to, what they do is when they come out because it's, it's advantageous to them because they're the ones coming out and say. With a heavy heart, you know, Manfred comes out and he says, we are canceling this week's games. We are canceling next week's games. You know, spring training cannot open possibly even until March 15th. Or they'll start with spring training. Then we'll right. get to these games have been canceled and those games have been canceled. They'll have right. a formula for it so they can come out once a week like a bell toll and, and right. tell you that these games are not happening. They don't want to right. go and when, off the And whenever, sp- whenever spring training opens, remember, the owners have been hard set. There will be four weeks of spring training. So spring training. Training opens on April first. Whatever four weeks from there is, May 1st. yeah, right. that's right. That's that's the theory. Now, again, everything is subject to change because they changed the deadline yesterday. So the players may prevail upon them to or, or agree to play double headers. So you may not lose as many games as the owners might announce at a given point. So it's all you just have to keep listening and following it. It's uh, you know you you all honed your listening and following skills in COVID. Right. So this is right. what you need. You need to use them in this. And, and let's and let's be totally honest about it. Neither one of these sides are totally well. They're both totally guilty, but neither side is totally innocent. I know a lot of people have they're either pro player or pro owner. Neither one of the sides are innocent here. No, and yeah. but baseball will like want to stay in the news, yeah. you know, and get a headline every every week or so. And, and they know, and they know and they know they're not staying in the news because we're getting ready for March Madness, so that'll replace them right. for a while. Yep. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah. Astros and all kinds of stuff. It, it, it yeah. seems like the owners aren't real upset if they lose games in April. I mean, with the attendance Correct. and the weather no. in the Northeast and stuff, and then they can prorate the players' salaries. I, I think they, they, they have no problem with losing games in April. And and the other thing that drives – I'm not a huge baseball fan, so this doesn't affect me that much. But the thing, one of the things that drives me crazy, like I was listening just before we got on the air here, and they were talking about some of the differences right now. And they're talking about, like, the minimum wage. And they say right now it's the, – the owners want 675000 The players want 725000 775 is what the players want. Well, you know, I thought they said 725. Yep, Some of these things that, you know, in a multi billion dollar industry that this is, that's not a huge difference. You know, it's down them. But I guess the problem is that that everybody wants to keep something like that to say, okay, we'll use that as a bargaining chip. You give us this other thing and then we'll give in on that. Now, now does anybody know? Does anybody know? I don't know the answer to this. The minimum. Does anybody know the minimum minimum salaries in other sports? Uh, NBA, I think, is seven fifty. Because and last I year, know. last year in baseball, it was five seventy. So even if you go up to six seventy five, that's yeah. still quite an increase. That's the NBA. Uh, let's see. Uh, NBA was. What did you say? Seven fifty, Sean. I think so. Uh, yeah. I think, I think the NHL was like nine hundred thousand. Uh, NFL I, is no. NFL is. I don't know which, what it is. Which baseball I, I will know, tell you? I've heard baseball will tell you. Yeah, baseball will tell you that theirs is going to be a little bit lower because they have more players. I'm guessing is would be what they would try to well, justify it with. It's lower than the. It's lower than the NFL. The NFL has more players than baseball. So yeah, and they make more money than baseball. Yeah. But it, it's going to be the, the sad part about it is for those who love baseball, 
you're going to oh, have yeah. fan, you're going to have fans now reacting like you did in 94 95 mm-hmm. and unless you're a diehard the fans are not going to care the, and especially the younger people i mean we all know younger people they will move on to something else yep. and they won't think last twice year, about leaving you and, last year was baseball's highest rated year in 15 years and 94 was one of its highest rated years going into the strike and it was in, in that, like in about eight or nine years, because they were doing well, and they have a new deal with TBS for some Tuesday night games. They have, you know, ESPN's doing the regular Sunday night, and they're trying a man and cast type thing with A Rod and Michael K. And they have all this stuff, and then Fox's deal. Plus, I think teams are going to be negotiating streaming deals that they were talking and I about. Also, and I also, today right there's either gonna, there's going to be the possibility either Peacock or Apple are going to do. Um, streaming on their sites too so yeah yes. yeah they were talking about that and, if, and no one's gonna and you know now if they don't start or do something they're gonna ruin and they do this all the time baseball takes a step forward they do really good they have something that really is great you know gets a lot of publicity and then they do something to screw it up and this is why yeah. a lot of people who were longtime baseball fans this is what turned a lot of us off from, yeah. It's not the baseball, it's the whole, it's the BS that goes on with Major League Baseball. Yeah. But I have a now, question. Now, one, thing, one thing to point yeah. out, remember, and I think we pointed this out last week, you will have, an, the minor leagues will play. However, you will not have the guys on the 40-man roster playing because they're technically in the union. Right. So yeah. the, we, us in, that, that have AAA teams, Chris, like you do and, mm-hmm. and we do, yeah. We, you'll until something gets worked out, you're going to have guys playing here that you wouldn't ordinarily. And then once it gets worked out, some of those guys will get sent to other places or released to bring in the, the regular players. And uh, N- Nesson can put on those because those games can be shown on Nesson. I wonder if they'll go to Worcester. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> a long way. Yeah. Wow. But they won't go to, they didn't even go to Fenway, did they? So, uh, no, they no. didn't. <laughs> no. So, but anyway, uh, my question is I lost track of it. And I think it's a very important thing in this negotiation. Now I, and I'd be willing to, the way I would do it is I would drop it for the postseason, but I'd have it for the regular season, the pitch clock. And that would also be the batter uh, clock. I'd give up. That has to be negotiated. Batter. That has to be negotiated. Yeah, that's uh, really the problem. That, that. They're not addressing any of these problems on the field, you know, the speed of the game and so forth. What, yeah. they, what they wanted to do, the owners put up, I think it was one, on one of the days where it went badly. They put a yeah, proposal that Manfred didn't have to negotiate these things, and the players absolutely said no to that. Yeah, I think uh, what they said is, is instead of a, needing a year's notice, that they were getting nine person committee together, which would which would have been mostly on the owner's side, right? And and any rules changes that they propose, what don't they could they could um, put into place in forty five days, and right. that that went yeah, that right. went nowhere. Yeah, no <laughs> problem. You know, and here's the thing with the pitch clock. And I mean, it, I don't know how if you guys pay any attention to minor league baseball, but I do because we have the iCubs. The players that are coming through the minor leagues now, they're already accustomed to the pitch clock because we have it here. And you don't yeah. even mm-hmm. you listen to a game on the radio; it never gets mentioned anymore, right? Yeah, because the, they right. they understand it. They're coming up through, and you have it in the minor leagues, and I, you even have it in college. Mm-hmm. And then you there add you in go. that thing we were talking about last week with wearing the wristbands that tell you the pitch call and everything that speeds the yeah. game up. And th- and that's exactly I w- did listen to that uh, Rick with some college baseball. What that wristband does it tells you the pitches that way you don't have to go through shaking off the catcher yeah. and giving the signs and all that. That's what the wristband does, and yeah. it's intended to speed up the game. 
Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and it takes care of all the paranoia about steal, uh, stealing That's, that's uh, correct. Signs. They took yeah. care of that whole Astros thing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, well, we have other baseball to get to, and we have... Last as, we we go, have no- as we go forward, Chris, just to mention, as we go forward, if anything breaks, I'll either get it or Bill will get it. Or we, Bill, we, one we, of you we'll, guys will let We'll break know. in and mention it to you. That's right. Now, the uh, last week we had no deaths to report in any sports that were of significance, but we have a few this week, and uh, one of them is in baseball. Julio Cruz, he was 67 years old. He came up uh, July 4th of 77. His last game was the end of the 86 season. He uh, uh, he hit 237, 23 home runs, 279 RBIs, and 143 steals. And he had uh, and, uh, 343 steals, 290 of those with Seattle. And he uh, was just patched by Ichiro, Ichiro in 2008, and he's still the second Mariner for steals ever. And he broke the, uh, you know, uh, so Ichiro passed him. And then he had... Uh, he went to the White Sox. He played the Mariners from uh, 77 to 83. Then he went to the White Sox, and then he, uh, won, he scored the division-winning uh, run on, uh, you know, that was their first championships in 1959. He scored the winning run for the White Sox for that. He was, apparently was really a shot in the arm for them uh, when they when they brought him in. He was a Spanish broadcaster from Seattle from 03 until the end of the 21 season. So probably he would have been back uh, for this year, too, and uh, if he had not uh, died. And... Uh, and he was, uh, uh, let's see, uh, and we've been already talking about the negotiations. I'd written th- things down about that. Uh, okay. And the owners are saying, again, with these cancellations, if they start to cancel, that no doubleheaders to make them up. But again, that's subject to negotiation just like anything else. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and the players, as Perry said, would not have the expanded playoffs, they say. Uh, okay. Uh, and apparently there's uh, going to be a uh, – are they talking about a draft lottery, I think, uh, for baseball? Correct. And that's yeah. going to be either five or six teams. It, they, they've kind of got that one whittled down to either five or six. Okay. And let's see. Uh, okay. And I've already talked about, uh, let's see, I think this is all. Oh, the other story, I think, was uh, Derek Jeter leaving uh, the um, uh, the Florida the Marlins. Marlins. And his problem then, Miami Marlins, uh, Miami Marlins. and the, his problem seems to be their lack of wanting to spend for players. Is that that's, what we're hearing? That's correct. Exactly. exactly. They were going like to cut said, the look. they were going to cut the payroll about fifteen million, and he d- he did not like that idea. No, no. no. He, he said when I took this team over, I was I'm going to try and build a winner, and apparently they the, the ownership doesn't want to have anything no. to do with that. So. And this is why this is why the Marlins. Have not been relevant, and this is why the Marlins can't get fans, and this is why they were sold originally. And now the new the new ownership group promised him, and yep, they're screwed yeah. up again. Hmm? And, uh, and there's John a Henry. rumor that he might go to work for ESPN in some capacity. Well, that, so we'll that makes that. sense. That makes we'll sense. See about that. And, and the, and the thing with the Marlins is the Marlins do, they want to kind of be like Tampa Bay. They don't have the people <laughs> in their organization like Tampa Bay does. No. Tampa Bay, no. that's a machine. When somebody yeah. leaves, they just bring in somebody that they already know, and, and it, it just picks up and keeps going. That's right. Yep. And also, Perry, you had a note about uh, telling people, because I think we did it before the show, but we didn't talk about it on here, about uh, MLB audio. Uh, audio for, for or like MLB that. TV, whatever you have. Your subscription was supposed to renew, oh, yesterday or today. Today or something, But it's yeah. not going to renew until the CBA is worked out, because if they start canceling games, then they're going to have to figure out how much they have to take off of the price and all that stuff. So uh, just watch your email once things get worked out, and they'll send you an email telling you that it's going to yeah. renew. 
Don't worry, there will be a season, folks. I'm, I'm, you know, it may not start till May first or something, but it, you know, we did this in in uh, ninety uh, ninety uh, five, and and I don't think people sit there in Atlanta and say. Oh, that championship we won! It was so tainted with the 144 games. You know, people don't remember that kind of stuff. It was still a good. I think season, the only thing that you know? people in Atlanta are saying right now, Chris, is, "My gosh, Freddie we're Freeman can't. Freddie Freeman can't go anywhere else." <laughs> and we're, they're also saying things like, "We're still champions, no matter what That's happens." Correct. That's right. So yeah. They're saying that as well. So maybe maybe it's a brave thing. You know, the last time we lost games was '95, but I don't know. Okay. Any more baseball they, uh, before we move to the NFL? Well, they, just, they just announced on MLB Network, you know, about the players voting down the final offer, and they're 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 on a conference call with thirty or forty other players, and they're talking about the player contingency leaving Florida. Okay. All right. Yep. So that looks like they're now. Of course, in, unlike old-fashioned labor negotiations where you had to call somebody, they can tell you know if if um, you know uh, Rob Manfred wants to text uh, Tony Clark, he can do it two hours after they leave Florida and yeah. set up a meeting for Wednesday in New York or do a lot of it online. You know, it's, there's a lot of, fear what I, going what on I fear here. though, yeah. what I fear though, Chris, based on what you hear is if they, if one side or the other leaves, we're going to be in for a long haul. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll take a few days to get that uh, back on track. Okay. Any, any other baseball? Nope. Okay. NFL, we may have some media movement here. Troy Aikman, uh, supposedly the last we heard was, could be on his way to ESPN. And rumors of uh, going to, uh, to he was rumored to be going to Amazon, uh, but now apparently he's rumored to go with uh, ESPN to work. He, with is, he is going to ESPN. He is going to ESPN. Oh, okay. He's Seventeen, seventeen million, seventeen and a half million a year. What's well, a five-year, ninety million dollar deal? Is what I've heard. Yep. But mm-hmm. what had happened? Yeah, because as of last week, yeah, it was still he he was going to accept it. He hadn't signed it, but Fox wasn't going to match it, so. It happened the last couple of days. Yeah, he is going, and that yep. makes him the highest-paid uh, color analyst. And now they're talking, of course, Joe Buck has one more year in his contract. Joe's getting $10.5 million, but he's going to get $11 million this year. But they'd like to buy Joe out. Now the whole thing is, does Joe go because does he stay with Fox, the World Series, and plus whoever comes in to replace him? Or does he say, you know what? I can go to ESPN. I can make some money. ESPN is owned by Disney. He's talked about writing TV, wanting to write TV shows or movies or do other stuff besides play-by-play. Do I go in, do Monday Night Football, and I have time to do some of this other stuff? And if ESPN needs me for some baseball or for something down the line, you know, if it's not working with John Shambi or I think it's Shambi who's doing the uh, Sunday Night Games or we can work something out there or I can do these. Or do I want to stay in football and baseball here at Fox, because either way, he's going to get a Super Bowl, you know, this time. And then the other thing is Al Michaels, his contract is up. He has not agreed to Amazon. They would like to get him to come back to ESPN. But he's thinking if he could go four more years and end when ABC has that Super Bowl in 26, but they might, they're looking, okay, now he's good at 77. He's still sharp. How is he going to be at 81. 81. Yeah, how's he going to be there? So, and Al also, it depends on Amazon, who they've even talked about Sean McVay. That's who they've talked about bringing with Al Michaels. But that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. McVay has has already announced he's he's going to keep coaching. But Sean Payton, speaking of Sean's, Speaking of Sean, I have the news on all the times, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Payton apparently is negotiating with Fox. 
So do they bring him in in that lead, or do they promote Greg Olson and move Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart up? You know, let's say if if uh, Joe Buck goes, or do they put Greg with Joe? Although Greg likes Kevin, so how do they? You know, what do they do? So yeah. it's a whole, it's a crazy topsy turvy world. And Tariko, of course, now is going to officially move into the NBC. Sunday night slots, so right because you know, Al Michaels is done with them, and so it's it's everybody's moving everywhere, and yeah, we got where it's going to affect. We got free agency in, in football and in yeah. broadcast. Jim seems happy from the sounds of it, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, Jim's happy. He's hey, he's got those Capital One commercials with Samuel Jackson and Charles Barkley now. He's he's doing yeah. well. He's making. Well, he's got he's, he's got go- he's got golf. He's got uh, you know NCAA, yeah. and he's got yeah. uh, you know football, the uh, yeah. football. Yeah, so he's Jim got, and Tony are staying right there. Uh, they're they're staying, but the Marshawn and Haran sports media podcast that comes out on Wednesdays. Ought to be interesting tomorrow because all this broke right after they recorded their podcast. So I'm sure they're recording it right now. As I've never heard of things happening right after we record a podcast. Oh, I, yeah. I know that's shocking. No. It happens yeah. all the time. So, yeah. so the, the, okay. So, and I've lost track just uh, while the chairs are still moving, and, I, and it may change because Joe Buck may go there. Who is the Monday Night, night Voice? That uh, right, right uh, now, Steve, Steve, Steve Levy. Okay. Steve Levy and Brian Greasy. Um, Brian Greasy and Lou, uh, Lewis Riddick. Lewis Riddick. Yeah. Okay. But I think one All of them's right. contract was at Greasy. Uh, Brian Greasy. Brian Greasy. Yeah. His contract. Okay. Yeah. So, again, we had uh, another uh, – we had lost three uh, notable wide receivers in the NFL. I do, see some, I do see some hands, by the way. Alan and oh, okay. uh, Jamal, we'll get to you in just a second. Okay. Actually, right. why, don't we, why don't we do – because I might uh, be looking on my sheet and put these wide receivers together. So why don't we talk to Jamal while I do that? Well, let's, talk, no, let's, talk, to Alan. Alan. let's talk to Alan first or and Al. then Jamal. We'll so, Al. Alan, go ahead Alan. and mute – if you want to unmute, Alan would be able to hear Hopefully you. Hopefully, they can unmute. It, it is a problem. Okay, Jamal, see if you can unmute. Whoever can unmute first, we'll hear, and then we'll hear the other one. No, that, I love competition. First come, first serve. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if anybody can. That's the problem. Uh oh. Hey, Jamal. Oh. I heard. We him. have either one of them. Let me look. I think unmuting is going to be a real problem. Guys. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Chris, go ahead and you All guys right, go ahead. Go, keep, trying and, just, keep just trying, a, guys, a and we'll get to you. If you can mute your phone, you know, if you ever get unmuted and, and, and get into the room and unmuted, if you can mute your phone, that would be the way to go because, obviously, you can unmute the phone. Well, Alan, Alan, is on, no. Alan is on uh, the computer and Jamal is on the phone, so we'll just – If Jamal has a mute on his phone, but he may not. Not every phone has uh, a mute. Okay. Apparently, apparently, Zoom has got some kind of issue. That's all I can yeah. tell you. Okay, well, it's okay. the well, Russians guys, we know. And, and if right. you can't, if you guys can't unmute, you might try um, going out and calling back in. Maybe that would help. Yeah, because that's yeah. so. What you had to do, Robert? Well, I had to do that like four times before I could get anything right. to work. Okay, okay why don't we do these wide receivers? And then if uh, somebody, you know, we can finish that. Charlie Taylor, 80 years old. He was uh, he went to college at Arizona State. He was the third pick in the 1964 draft by the Redskins. We can say Redskins because they still were. He played for them from 64 through 75 and 77. He was out with a knee injury in 76. He, he was first a halfback the first couple of years. Then he went to ride receiver. And I don't really understand because I don't see these things. But the um, the formations were different back then. It was They used to really call it the T formation. And halfbacks caught a lot of passes. I think 
people like Frank Gifford ran the ball, but they also caught passes. So, you know, then they, they turned it into more of a, they still do catch them out of the backfield, but, you know, and there's wide receiver screens and stuff. But the, the thing is, or, or, you know, in the rounds and all that stuff. But in the old days, it really did change about that time. So that was probably his natural position to be wide receiver. He had 75 receiving touchdowns. He had, he rushed for 11 touchdowns and he threw one and was uh, the all time leader in receptions when he retired, but he's now the 67th. That's how much uh, they, they passed since then. He's like 67th. He was in eight Pro Bowls, 64 through 67, then 72 through 75, NFL Hall of Fame in 84. And, uh, and he's the, in the Commander's Ring of Fame. And uh, he was the wide receiver coach with the Redskins from 81 through 93. And, uh, and let's see, let me go down to my other wide receivers and get them done. Uh, I almost have, okay, Lionel Little Train James. Wow. Uh, he was a halfback receiver as well. He was uh, from Auburn. And uh, he was, uh, let's see, he was round five pick in 84, played for the Chargers from 84 through 88, uh, four rushing, rushing touchdowns and 10 receiving touchdowns. And he died after a long illness. Uh, and in 85, he set the record for uh, all-purpose yards because it was a turner, returner, too. The other wide receiver was Ken Burrow. He was 73 years old, wide receiver for out of Texas Southern. He was the 10th pick and then 70 draft by the New Orleans. Uh, they played for the Saints in 70, but then he went to Houston, from, and he was with the Oilers from 71 through 81. And uh, he was in two Pro Bowls and 49 receiving touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. And uh, and he died uh, of diabetes complications. So we had a tough week for wide receivers. And again, another Houston oil worker. That happens all the time. And he was the last player in the NFL to ever wear the number double zero. That's right. I forgot that. That's sure. right. You're right. Uh, okay. Let me find where my other part of uh, any any uh, muting news? Unmuting news? Uh, not yet. Why why you're okay. muting there, Chris? I think I'm unmuted. You are unmuted. Oh, you are. There we are. Alan. Go ahead, Alan. I just went, had to go back in. That's yeah. My concern right. is with, with the baseball is regarding the lockout. What's it going to fans that has to uh, oh, that is counting on watching these games? Well, yeah, people are. I mean, yeah. you know, people invest a lot of money in season tickets. People make plans. I mean, opening day, the Red Sox were going to open here March 31st against Toronto. And people, I'm sure, had already planned to take the day off. And they were going to, you know, go to the, the bars in the area and do all the things that you do. It hurts all those local businesses. It hurts, yes. the, you know. Uh, it's the same stuff we talked about all through COVID. It hurts all those people when you don't play the games. And it's, well, uh, Chris, it's unfortunate. Uh, Chris, look at that famous bar in Boston that just recently closed. Uh, the one that was located near the garden. They had articles in the paper about them. They finally had to close because there were no games being played. Yeah, the forest. Know. Yeah, yeah. the forest near the garden. Yeah. Actually, we still have one here in Quincy. Uh, okay. You know, it's still it, open. It, but, yeah, it, that's, that's it, right. Alan? Because he got in the Do you have anything else? That have subscribed oh. to the cable channels, you know, for these particular games, you know. Yep. I was, uh, yeah. with the NASCAR uh, subject, I was sorry yep. that I didn't uh, participate in that, but I was really not knowledgeable in NASCAR, so I just okay. listened. Well, well hey, That's that fine. was good. To, and, and that was good, you know, hey, maybe hopefully you got a little, hopefully Pierre educated you. Yeah, he did. Uh, 
Yeah, no, that was that was a nice uh, little thing. We had the time to do it, and okay, cool, Alan. And you know, NASCAR is going to benefit if baseball does this kind That's of right. stuff because among, more the, more uh, people, among the other sports, yep, more and more people are going to watch it. So, and more right. people were watching. They stayed with NASCAR last year. Remember, like I said, NASCAR was the first one to come back after COVID, during COVID, and they yep. right. got the ratings. And people stayed with them last year, and they so far they've been staying with them this year. So yeah, and there were two good races. I, I did listen to part of that race, uh, you know, last week on, on Sunday, I should say, and it was a good race. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, any, any more callers? Or are we good to go here? We're we're good. I I don't think right. Jamal is unmuted yet. Okay. I so if, uh, I don't if, think he's going to be able to. If they to. come in, we'll uh, we'll get them. So the USFL is going to start up again, and it, but it's all all the games are going to be played in Birmingham. It's really going to be a, a betting league. It's not going to if fans show up, and I'm sure they'll be allowed to. If fans show up, great. If they don't, yeah. that's fine. Uh, it's almost like a TV audience. This is what people used to talk about, about the future of sports, that maybe you would do things like in studios. And But I think, well, and I guess what they're thinking is that if the uh, if the league does survive and, you know, uh, go ahead and get decent TV ratings, and again, that could be helped by no baseball, that uh, those teams will start to play in their regular cities next year. Well, yeah, they want it, they want it in areas where there's betting or near areas where there's betting. That's why they went ahead with Houston because Houston's only, you know, not far from driving over to Louisiana. I mean, Mattress Mac knows how to drive over there. So, yeah, yeah. So that's why eventually they do. They want it with those to where they, because they say the whole focus is on gambling. It's, hey, you bet they're going to have the lines posted during the games. They're going to, I think, at the stadium in Birmingham, I've heard they may have some, you can bet on different things. You know, like, is he going to make this? Is he going to make, I've heard different things. They want to try certain things out that you can do and it starts on the 16th of April and Fox and NBC are going to simulcast the yep. first game. Okay. Yep. And there, I guess they and did of course, have a, a, a just draft. Uh, last night it was announced the old owners of the USFL are suing the new USFL to try to block it. So we'll see if anything comes of that. Oh, oh wow. Uh, well, they were, they got, they, I hope they use the $3 they got wisely. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what they can do, actually, because they may have the names, if they've gotten names copywritten or you have websites, even with those names, even even today, I, I can't believe that, uh, that Donald Trump hasn't monetized the New Jersey General's name, uh, the great nostalgia of Flutie and Walker. So, uh, yeah. you know, they, they may have uh, proprietary rights to these names. So that's where they could get them. They may yeah. not be able to uh, call them the team. And uh, the last thing I have for football is uh, Matt Nagy was hired as the quarterback coach for Kansas City. And basically what you do when you're you're coaching Tom Brady or Mahomes or somebody, you sit back and let them uh, play and you work with the young guys. That's kind of what, uh, what yeah, you do. Well, you know, the, only, the, only, the only other thing I can give you is uh, today before the show started, the 49ers announced that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to have shoulder surgery and he'll be out until July or August. Right. So so that may, that may that traded. may impact if they can trade it. And right. the thing with Matt Nagy, the thing that's interesting, when he left, of course, Eric Bieniemy was under him, so now technically he's below Eric Bieniemy, who that for is. whatever reason still can't get a head job. But the other note I have, of course, we talked about this Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are talking and he could pop on a short term deal, don't know how short it is, but they're talking about he could possibly be the highest paid quarterback per year. So that that could be, you know, so we'll see. Apparently, he might. And remember, one more thing on the NFL. Remember, this year the new TV deal starts, so that means the uh, the salary cap will rise because of new TV money. So, 
And right. the, and the combine mind. started. The combine started today in Indianapolis, and so the basically yeah. the the made for TV show where they do all those the Wonderlic tests and the weigh ins and all the other stuff that I know Belichick was not a, has never been a fan of. I know the underwear play, Olympics but, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, the underwear. And Stephen Jones said in an interview on 105.3 The Fan up in Dallas, apparently. He would like to see the combine come to Dallas like, and make it move every year, but uh, they have to do something. Give the NFL Network some programming. So. Rick, okay. you're you're our NFL p- person. Do you have anything I'm missing? Oh, or? I have a few things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. First, first of all, Michael Thomas resigned a um, new contract with the Saints, which they thought he was going to be a free agent. He had a lot of trouble with the Saints last year, so they're thinking now maybe his problem was with Sean Payton, who's gone now, so now now there's no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, retirement, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks guard, um, uh, uh, Ellie, Ellie Marpet, who was a pretty good player, retired, only 28 years old. So Ooh. Tampa Bay's, they're, they're, they're going to be a hurting team this year, right? But think. I heard Gronk is working out with them, though? I don't heard know. that today? Mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so he, may, have, he may be thinking about coming back. We have the we have the host teams for the international games this year. Oh, yeah. Um, the three London games are going to be um, Jacksonville, which is no surprise. Right. All the rest yeah. of the host teams are in our NFC teams, which, you know, so they're losing their extra home game this year. Yeah. Um, and one of them is the Packers, which is kind of surprising. And the Green, Bay is the only, Green Bay is the only team that had never played an international game up until this year. So, so wait, Jacksonville's going to play all three London games? No, no, no. 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 No, no Jacksonville's one of them, Green Bay's one, and New Orleans is the other. That's and we don't have. Yeah. We don't know about Munich. Yet. Yes, we do. Munich, the Munich game is Munich going to be hosted is Tampa by Bay. Tampa Bay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And the Mexico game is going to be hosted by the Cardinals. Right. And oh. the Raiders and Jaguars are going to play yeah. in the Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame game. Yep. Your Raiders. Yep. And I and just, is there I'm any speculation yet on who the uh, Rams will open up on? Uh, you know that Thursday night. No, I was looking at the schedule just kind of. I mean, they've, they've got a, luckily they've got a built in, you know, some good games built right into their division. They could do, go that way if they have to. Yep. Yeah. Because their road, their, road, uh, their home schedule is not great this year. I mean, like they play Kansas City and the Chargers on the road. They they play like New Orleans and Tampa Bay on the road. It's, you know, they do have Dallas come in, but Dallas played in the Thursday night game last year, so I don't but think I'm it's Buffalo, well. But Buffalo comes but Buffalo in. Was, Buffalo was my guess if they don't come in. That's my guess. Division. Yeah. Buffalo. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and Rick, uh, Raider Nation will be invading L.A. twice. We put the Chargers and yeah. the Rams both in L.A. So. And do you realize if, if Aaron Rodgers decides to retire this year, that would mean, like, in five years that the Hall of Fame thing would have Rodgers, Brady, and Roethlisberger all in the same class. Wow. Oh, that wow. would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> wow. Okay, that's all I have. Okay. Yeah. All, right. all right. So, we have a couple of college football notes. We had a false start by Graham. False start on Grambling State. <laughs> yeah. So, why don't you tell that story, uh, 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 Sean? Sean. Okay. Started out Thursday. Hugh Jackson who just became Grambling State's head coach in December, decided to hire an offensive coordinator, Art Bryles. Of course, we all know the Art Bryles controversy, the whole stuff with Baylor and the cover-ups and everything. And remember, Art Bryles, the Canadian Football League, told him no. Southern Miss, they were going to hire him. They said no. And he was coaching at a high school in East Texas, and the school board and the superintendent that hired him, they all got voted out, and he left. (laughs) So... Hugh Jackson hired him. There was a little fallout, a little concern. Uh, Hugh Jackson came and said, hey, you know, we believe in second chances, whatever went on, whatever. And 
Then this weekend, Doug Williams came out and spoke out, and he said, I can't believe my school did this. You're putting, uh, you're, you're putting the winning over the safety of students and things that went on. How can, how can you do the Coach Robinson? Eddie is rolling over in his grave. How can you, how can you do this? And it got a lot of people thinking. And then on Monday, now here's the interesting part. Um, early in the day, Hugh Jackson, he sent out a thing doubling down saying, well, I run the Hugh Jackson Foundation, the foundation we believe in second chances. It's really good. I mean, we want him to, you know, whatever went on, whatever he may or may not have known about, I, I believe him. I would believe in second chances. Now, and he sent this out on the Hugh Jackson Foundation letterhead. The Hugh Jackson Foundation, what they do, they... Uh, help raise money to help people who with human trafficking people you know sex trafficking now they came out they did a report on this in 2019 they raised $158,000 115000 went to pay their staff person uh, 4000 went out in grants to help on the trafficking there was others for uh, travel expenses and other but then two hours later after he released this Art Browse came out with a statement saying uh, well, I don't want to bring bad publicity. I regret. I, I will resign as offensive coordinator uh, here at Grambling State. Thank you for the opportunity, uh, Coach Jackson, but I don't want to cause any problems. So sounds like he might have been paid by somebody to go away, or also maybe they, because I think in the state of Louisiana, the state has to approve the hirings also, not the university the border regions and the state, and there was backlash from the Female Student Association. There was some backlash from some alumni, obviously Doug Williams, and so maybe there was going to be some things. So once again, Art Browse was hired, and four days later, he was out of a job again. Okay. Resigned. Now you get you get some other news on Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC and the Big Twelve. Yeah, and this affects a number of the conference realignments. Yes. So, Chip Brown, Horns 24-7, reported that Texas and Oklahoma may not be able to leave the league as soon as possible. Texas has the money to leave right now, because what they have to do, no matter when they leave, they have to pay an $80 million exit fee from, to the Big 12. But they also have something, the grant of rights. So whatever year they leave until the TV deal's up in July 1st, 2025, all of their SEC rights would go to the Big 12. And Texas could pay off the grant rate because the Longhorn Network ESPN would just pay them off and absorb it into the SEC. But Oklahoma doesn't quite have that right now. And the Summit, Texas, Oklahoma are saying, well, you know, why don't we just ride this out and just see. And the Big 12 is already saying because in 2023, the three teams from the AAC, Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida are coming in as well as BYU. BYU could come in this year, but they're telling BYU, you're waiting, we're waiting until bring the other teams to straighten it out. So for a couple of years, you may have a 14-team big 12, so that could be... Oh, we live with a 10-team big 12, we can live with a 14-team big 12. But I mean, yeah, so you may be 14 teams for a couple of years, and then, so we know they're going July 1st, 2025. We know the two schools are, but... Okay. And anything well, else? On? And, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, a couple of. All right. 
this whole deal that came out, remember last week we talked about the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 voting down the uh, playoff. Well, it came out, the ACC was kind of, well, we have concerns, we want to see how things go with this, uh, with this deal. Pac-12, they had a few concerns, but the Big Ten, the Big Ten was like, came right out and said it. They said, well, we're worried, number one, about... Uh, you know, TV partnerships and how that's going to work is it going to be the way to win. And that would be concerning. They brought Fox in on it also on the you know, on the playoffs that it went to ESPN and then kind of a. But he said, well, what about NILs and what about players skipping the playoffs? Well, in the 14 playoffs, the teams that were there, they never skipped. They stayed. They It was the bowl teams that didn't mean anything. Their players would kind of say, you know what, I'm going to go with my career. And then the other, the other one, he goes, we also are concerned about taking away from their academics. Well, these games will be played during the holiday break, and Division Three has a 32-team playoff, and they go during Thanksgiving, all that, when they're final, and they're non-scholarship. Division Two and Division FCS, Division One, have uh, 24. And so they came out with a little look back on one of our shows here. Last year, if they're if they're concerned that the SEC is going to dominate, this the 2021 season, if they had gone with the top the top 12, the Pac-12 would have had Utah, the ACC would have had Pitt, you would have had Notre Dame, of course, because they were in the top, and you would have had Cincinnati as the Group of Five representative. The Big 12 would have had two teams: Baylor and Oklahoma State. The SEC would have had three, Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss. And the Big Ten would have had three. Ohio, While Michigan, we're at this, Ohio, Dick, go ahead and try to unmute, and we'll get to you in just a second. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if unmuting is going to work, but we'll Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State. And over the eight years of, the, uh, of this playoff, if they had done a top 12, 12 times 8 is 96. The SEC... Yes, they had 24 out of 96 teams in the playoffs over the eight years. The Big Ten, who says, oh, the SEC is going to... Big Ten had 23, then it goes down to the ACC with 13, and that most of those were Clemson, and then 12 for the Big 12 and Pac-12, Notre Dame with four, and then Group of Fives would have had four, so out of that 96. So, and one year, 2016, the SEC would have only had one, and the Big Ten would have had four teams in the playoffs, so... That kind of shuts down their SEC argument over those eight years, but it's, they're just—they're just a little. They were caught off guard, to, and this little—it's like Big Ten. You're—you're you're probably hurting yourself with the ACC and the Pac-12, but of course, you have a very incompetent commissioner. Unlike the who was the best commissioner ever, Jim Delaney, he was the best commissioner in sports. You lost him, you got this idiot Warren. But, you know, anyway, okay. Dick, are you unmuted? No. Dick is not. Just a, just a suggestion. I wonder if the callers could use the studio line since they can't unmute. The answer is no, no, okay. no. no. And the reason... Okay, no, no, I, 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 no, no, no. I thought there, I'd ask. No, there, there's a reason. No. Okay. But yeah, we'll the, go there. But anyway. Yeah, but there's a reason as to why we can't do that. and it, Okay. So... Uh, anyway, okay. it's nothing personal. Okay. okay. All right. So I guess uh, we're probably done with college football, and we can move on yeah, to college it, yeah. basketball. And um, 
I guess uh, tonight, I know we have some games. We Well, we had a, the, the first thing that's interesting was on um, Saturday that six of the top ten, six of the top seven, seven teams lost. No, seven yeah, of seven, the top seven. Seven of the top ten, six of the top seven. That's what I heard. Yeah, number one through number one through six lost. Duke, Duke was number seven. They won. So, but it was seven of the top ten, and there had never been seven teams lose than the top ten on the same day, and all of them except Kansas were favored. Baylor was favored over Kansas, but all the others: Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, Kentucky. Auburn, Kentucky, yeah, the, the Purdue, Purdue, they were all, they were all favored, and okay. Duke, Duke won. They messed it up for everybody. They could have <laughs> had a, but you know, and it was every top ten team that played that day, all did it. So yeah, that's right. never happened. Right. So and so now, what I'm thinking of for next week, at least, I'm going to do it for a couple of conferences. And maybe you guys can do it for the conferences you're interested in. We can talk about it during the week. I'm going to try to go through Miss A and get the ranking of the conference, you know, number yes. one, like in the Big East, is Providence, and give their record. And just, we can say, you know, in already, or because we're coming up to conference tournament week is going to be. Yeah. And so I'm thinking we could go through the conferences we're interested in and, uh, you know, go through and see who's already in, who's on the bubble in the conferences, and we know something about it or we can talk a little bit well, about it. right now I'm hearing eight teams out of the Big 12 because Oklahoma State cannot go, and... You know, TCU has kind of played their way in. You know, I'm hearing like eight to nine teams out of the Big Ten. SEC, I'm hearing about eight teams. Uh, Big East is having several tonight. Pretty big game tonight. Providence, Villanova, yes. first place. And if you remember... It was Providence already has won the regular season title for the first time ever, by the way. So, yeah, and but, so two but weeks ago, they, they, they had a great game no, in Providence. Two weeks ago, it was on a Sunday, or on a Tuesday. No, no it went, it Wednesday night against... Yeah, and that was against uh, Butler. Uh, they, no, they, no, they, what they, I'm talking two weeks ago, the Providence and Villanova. Oh, Villanova Tuesday night a couple weeks ago. But I'm talking about yeah. the triple overtime game with Xavier on Wednesday. That was a great game with a roof yeah, leak I'm, and everything. I'm, but, yeah. but I was talking, you got the rematch from two weeks yeah. ago that went down That's to the right. wire. And UConn yeah, and Villanova had a very good game last Tuesday, too. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Illinois. Illinois and Michigan, man, that, that game was just Illinois. Illinois is a team to watch this year, I think. You know, their their team, Michigan State's another one. Baylor's kind of getting their they're getting their groove back a little bit because I saw them last night and what they did to Kansas. Right now, you're still seeing the number one team, Gonzaga. They just kind of blew it off. They've already clinched the West Coast, so they, they just blew. It. But you're still seeing Gonzaga, Kansas, Arizona, and Auburn as your one seeds. Can uh, right now they're projecting Kentucky, Baylor, or Kentucky, Purdue. Duke and Baylor are two seeds right now. Baylor's played the way back. What makes me think Mike Krzyzewski will win just the breaking, Just breaking, yeah. breaking in now, The uh, Rob Manfred has just announced that the first week of games have been canceled. The Players Association has said they are leaving and going back to New York. So right. no deal will be made until at least Thursday. So the ho- first week has been canceled. Yes, and that's what they'll do. Probably there'll be a, a, like each Tuesday or so they'll have a system and they'll come on and they'll say now this week has been canceled now that week during has been canceled. during so, our show during our show yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. everybody likes to do things during our show but what makes me think Mike Shishovsky's going to walk off with the last yeah time? I know I have that feeling too <laughs> yeah. yeah I have that strange feeling and of course like I said conference tournaments so the Ohio Valley starts tomorrow uh, 
Uh, you know, because they'll have their championship. The Missouri Valley starts. Uh, get the Big South. We'll have, we'll have about four or five championships by uh, next Tuesday. Uh, I, well, yeah, bid. you'll have. You, usually, you have one or two on Saturday, one or two on Sunday, and then they really kick. And in. then the five on Monday. Since we all have these devices, Sean Perry and I can go through and we can pick a few conferences we're interested in and and see, you know, we've worked that out during the week and, uh, you know, go through and and say, okay, this is the number one team in this conference and they have this record. Number two is in this record. Not their conference record, just what is their record and, you know, now we're coming into the tournament week, what do they have to do or do they have to do anything? Are they already in? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. some Some of that is... Subjective because obviously, oh, sure. when you oh, involve just... when you involve a committee, uh, and I will see if yeah. I can can find. Um, normally, they do the Joe Lenardi bracketology uh, every day and or two. So I'll see. Well, yeah. I think we should. I think we'll pick one and go because if we start doing yeah. all of your yeah, Joe Lenardi is the most well known. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, him and Jerry Palmer are about the two most. They're the two. Right. They're the two most accurate, like you're saying, but. And a lot of these schools, like I said, with the Big Ten, the Big East, the SEC, the Big 12, those four especially, and even a little bit the ACC. Some ACC teams are still trying to play their way in, but with those four especially, it's where they're going to be seated. The Pac-12, there's still some bubble teams. I mean, USC yeah. still kind of hanging well, there's around. Always the but you look at the at these conferences and you say, all right, you got you know four or five that are going to get in, but a team that might have 18 wins, well, if they get a couple of wins and if they beat, if they're getting to play this top seed, but, you know, they could maybe the, sneak in, that, you know, because you, yeah. you don't. It depends, too, like we always said, on, on how the, the mid-majors do, because that can take yeah. spots away. If, if somebody wins the Missouri Valley that isn't supposed to, comes out of the sixth seed and wins the Missouri Valley, it'll screw up a, a lot of teams, including teams in the Missouri Valley. Right. Yeah, it's not a well, let's, uh, let's let's yeah, pop in here because Jamal finally is unmuted, so we can, all right, Jamal. We can now hear right. Jamal. Yes, I had a couple of things to say. I was very frustrated about and, and sorry about that, Jamal. It is not, and sorry about that, Jamal. It is not our issue. It is a Zoom issue, not not us. Or, or, or maybe it's Vladimir Putin shutting yeah, down. Well, that could be. Well, blame me. Yeah. That could be. But, but then again. Talking about the dopes known as uh, Major League Baseball and uh, the base, Major League Baseball ownership, these guys can't stay their own way for a few seconds. And, you know, what I would like to say about these guys, I know I can't because I want to violate the rules of the legend. So I'm keeping my, I'm well, trying well, to keep my I, I think, bill. in all fairness, Jamal, both sides can't get out of their own way. Well, I mean, but especially the owners, because they're the ones who locked down the first place. This is a strike. Well, but if you don't lock them out and the players strike in the middle of the season, what do you get? Yeah, it, it, it really, yeah. It, it, uh, that, the way it started doesn't, unlike the war that with Putin's having, and it's not did, exactly and they who started this time. They did offer a week or so ago, we will unlock spring training if you will agree not to strike during the season, and the players said absolutely not. Right, right. So they, okay. they both. Okay, so, you know, it just, uh, we uh, just but, put it in the record when it happened that the the, the, owner, the owners did lock them out. But yeah, then did. the players I think went tit for tat back a couple weeks ago. But I do think, but uh, but I do like the proposal about a draft lottery. I think that's a good proposal. As for a fourteen team playoff, expanded playoff, I don't. I have mixed feelings about that because what if you have one league where you have three or four good teams and the other teams are hot garbage? That's the only problem. You know, now last year, the American League was deep with solid teams. Some of them didn't make the playoffs, but some years, 
invited a bunch of teams who were just hot garbage. So I don't necessarily know if I'm a fan of that. I like the Universal DH. They do not, and I hope they get with that cockamamie rule about dropping the player on second base in extra innings, please. I think that's what I it sounds like that's gone and the seven inning double headers are gone too. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Well, thank God for that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that both of these people get a, both these sides get a clue, get a deal done, start the season because I think if this is a elongated work stoppage that lasts for a year, that might be in the baseball as we know it because Oh, it won't last a year. I, don't worry about it. I don't no, think the I don't think the baseball can survive another debacle like nineteen ninety five. And you were talking about the commissioner earlier and how the commissioner is a puppet of the owners. Correct. I use the example of Faye Vincent. Well, let me tell you what Faye Vincent did to get himself dumped by the owners. And this involved uh, arbitrarily stepping in and forcing the Cubs and the Cardinals to move to the National League West and the Reds and the Bays to move to the National League East. What, frankly, I thought that that move made sense. And that should have never, they should have never been that way in the first place. And for that, the owners, I guess, had a final straw and dumped Faye Vincent. Well, I thought that was one of Faye Vincent's better moves. Well, well the, owner, the owners want someone who works for them. I mean, let, let's just yeah. put it bluntly. If Manfred, if he tried to do anything independent, say the owners wouldn't have it. And, they, and that's why they brought in someone like Bud Selig at the time, because they knew Bud Selig was one of them, and he would do exactly what they want, and he did. Yeah, I don't know about Faye Vincent doing that, because that was, that was a, you know, in 69, when they moved the Cubs and Cardinals to the, to the east, uh, that was because the Cubs and Cardinals, who were powerful owners, said we don't want to be going to the West Coast for that many games. So they made the well, rest. Well, Vincent did try to reverse that in just before he got fired. Okay, well, he made a try. He didn't get it done. Fact. And then we had the well, three yeah, because he got fired. That's why, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's what caused him to get dumped. But as for March Madness, okay. I'm getting a little excited about March Madness. Mm-hmm. And I am curious to know, Perry, and I'm going to ask this. Our, be, our beloved Missouri Valley, does it look like that both Loyola and Northern Iowa will make the tournament if one of them doesn't win? It looks as if they will, the That's at least for right now. Now, that changes yeah. on a day-to-day basis. But let me give you, Jamal, Here, here's the way they line up for the tournament. It's Northern Iowa 1. Missouri State 2, Drake 3, Loyola 4, Bradley 5, Southern Illinois 6, Valpo 7, Illinois State 8, and then the state of Indiana, Bill, Indiana State 9, Evansville 10. How did Loyola fall away to 4? Because Northern Iowa, Missouri State, Loyola, and Drake are all, they all finished within one game of one another. Loyola can get in because they have a better non-conference record than some of the other than Missouri State and Drake. But that's uh, but in conference, yeah, that could have knocked them. And, re- and remember, for, for a team like Northern Iowa and a lot of these other teams, if you win your league, Northern Iowa will be in a postseason tournament somewhere. Even if they, for some reason, don't go into the NCAA, they will be in a postseason tournament because they finished first in the league. Yeah, and that's okay. that's and the course, same with any any other league too. 
Yeah, well, right. Of course, Loyola. This is Loyola's last year in the Valley, anyway. Because they're about it to is. move on to uh, where is it? The American or the American? American. I'm can, the American. The American. And then, of course, we'll the Valley have, will. In the the Valley will add UIC, Belmont, and and uh, Murray State next year. Yeah. Right, you UIC. Well, there's another acronym for UIC. I just wait. You all had to wait for Friday night for me to tell you because okay. you know yeah. I just don't want. I don't want to be politically incorrect, but, you know. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, now, for college basketball, and this transitions into the NBA because we have uh, somebody to talk about who was a coach in both. Dick Forsace, he died 81 years old. He was a Bradley head coach from 78 through 86, and he won the NIT in 82, and an assistant in Detroit, 86 through 88, and the head of Indiana Pacers from 88 through 90. He had a 73 and 87 record for the Pacers. And then he did some broadcasting for TBS and TNT and uh, and uh, MAQ, also TV. And then uh, that headed operations for the Vancouver Grizzlies from uh, and from and Memphis from '99 through '02. I think that's when they came into the league. And then the GM from '02 through '05. And then the uh, and uh, then uh, because Jerry West came in and he took over. His Bradley record was 156 and 88. And uh, so let's see, and I'm thinking that's about it. Uh, and we yeah, can now go to Dick because I think he okay. was finally able to unmute. <laughs> All right, yes, hey. I am. Zoom, <sighs> do, Zick, Z- Dick, a Zoom finally approved of you. <laughs> well, first time was a charm, boys. It actually was a Zoom. Oh, yes. It wasn't Zoom that did it. It was me that came in and made a mechanical huh. fix. That, oh, okay. That, there you uh, go. What a guy. What a way to go, Bill. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, I'm looking forward to March Madness. That is really a fun, especially oh, the is. first couple of days. Yep. And, rem- and remember, for those who have, remember, for those who have A devices or I think Google devices, you can either use the March Madness skill to listen to every game or Westwood One Sports. Either one works. Thank you. I, I was not aware of that, but I, I, I use a computer. The Western one, I was able to switch that way, too. But, um, you know, I, I can ask you, uh, is it Perry, the fellow in Des Moines? Yes. Yep, yes. Perry's in Des Moines. How did the Loyola slip to four? I thought they were in second place. They were because, well, they were they were actually in first, but Northern they Iowa, Northern Iowa they lost to Northern Iowa. And because Northern Iowa, Missouri State, Drake, and Loyola were all within one game of one another, it all went to tiebreakers. And uh, Drake and, and Loyola finished third and fourth. Uh-huh. Um, another thing about uh, the Bulls, it looks like the Bulls really, they're, they're a good team. Yep. But they can't beat the really good teams, unfortunately. Well, of course, you got injuries, and that doesn't help them much. But I don't think, I think they, they probably will be third, and hopefully not four, but I think third. Uh, and when they get to the playoffs, I don't know if they're going to go too far. Well, yeah, because the 76ers, you know, of course, they're, they're got hardened now and they're, you know, we're going to do the standings in a minute and they're, they're right there. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, going to be interesting to see who ends up in those uh, top spots because I think the Sixers have really improved. Well, and, uh, Dick, I've got the same problem in the West because I think Memphis is eventually going to pass up Golden State and Golden State's going to wind up third instead of second. So, uh, I think, I think we're, I think we're both looking at the same kind of scenario here. Yeah, the Lakers are going to be out of the playoffs, I hope. No. Uh, they're they're going to be in the play. It looks like they'll be in the play. They're going to be in the play. 
So. We'll tell you all that in just a moment. Yeah. Oh, what a guy. Well, and, rem- and, remember, and, and remember, Dick and, and Jamal, too, remember for that Missouri Valley tournament, you can listen to the whole tournament on KTRS if you want to listen to the whole thing. Oh, thank you, KTRS. Good. Oh, KTRS. Well, baseball, I don't really care that much. You know, I'm just so tired of all. They're all greedy. And they are. You the heck with them. Okay. Well, well sad day. Care, guys. All right. Take it easy. All right, yeah, Dick. Okay. NBA standings. Here we go for uh, all this information Dick uh, was talking about. East Miami is number one with uh, 40 and 21. Chicago, 39 and 22. Philadelphia, 37 and 23. Number four is Cleveland, 36 and 24. Milwaukee, 36 and 25. Celtics, 36 and 27. The, the 36 is the big number there. Uh, Toronto is seventh, starting the top of the uh, play-in teams with 32 and 27. Brooklyn is eight, 32, 29. Charlotte, 30 and 32. Atlanta, 29 and 31 is tenth. Then we have Washington at 27 and 33. So the Hawks have a little little edge there. The Knicks are at 25 and 36. I think another week, uh, if they're in about that spot, they're going to be. Uh, we're going to toast them. They'll be out. I think uh, they're in, done already. But yeah, they might uh, almost. They'll give them an extra week. Indiana, twenty-one and forty-one, number thirteen. Detroit, goodbye, at Bill. <laughs> fifteen and forty-six. Oh, we did that last week. Fifteen and forty-six. Orlando, fifteen and forty-seven. Yeah. In the West, we have Phoenix at uh, forty-nine and twelve. Golden State, forty-three and eighteen. So Phoenix is have uh, a cakewalk to first. Looks like I think Phoenix so, is going to have that spot. There's no doubt. Yeah, it looks like uh, you know um, even even without Chris Paul for a while. Uh, Memphis forty-two and twenty is number three. Utah thirty-eight and twenty-two. Dallas thirty-six and twenty-five. Then Denver is thirty-six and twenty-five. Also, so they're five and six right now. Minnesota leading the play-in at uh, thirty-two and twenty-nine. Then we have the Clippers, number eight at thirty-two, thirty-one. The Lakers have dropped back to twenty-seven and thirty-three, but they're still ninth. New Orleans is twenty-five and thirty-six at tenth, but Portland's also twenty-five and thirty-six. So for the moment, when we run through our pairings, you know, New Orleans would be in and Portland wouldn't. San Antonio twenty-four and thirty-seven, Sacramento twenty-two and forty. They're almost done too. Oklahoma City at nineteen and forty-one, and Houston fifteen and forty-five. So if the season were to end today, Brooklyn would be the eight seed, eight uh, number eight, and go to Toronto for that play-in. We'd have Atlanta as the 10 team go to Charlotte as the nine team. Then Chicago would play the winner of the Brooklyn Toronto game. They'd be the two team playing the seven team and the eight team from all those other three would be playing Miami who would be number one. Milwaukee would play Cleveland. Milwaukee is five. Cleveland is four. And the Celtics at six would play Philadelphia in, in uh, three. In the West, we have the Clippers uh, would go to Minnesota for the play-in game. Clippers 8, Minnesota 7. We have New Orleans going to the Lakers at 10 and 9. Golden State would play the winner of the uh, Lakers-Minnesota, uh, Clippers-Minnesota game, because that would be 2 and 7. And then the 8 would be, you know, the survivor of those other three teams, New Orleans and uh, Lakers and all that stuff, and the loser of the Minnesota uh, Clippers game. And then uh, Phoenix would play the eight team, that team. Dallas and Utah would play right now, and Denver and Memphis would play right now. Dallas and Utah, five and four, and Denver and, uh, would be six and three with uh, Memphis. So 
I get the feeling that Memphis on. is going to pass up the Warriors, Chris. I don't like the way the Warriors are playing right now. John Morant yeah. last night, man. That's John Morant had, went off for 52 points. I didn't know that last night, or I would have acknowledged it when no. I put out the scores. Well, we I got it in here now anyway. So I don't want to talk about that. That wasn't good. <laughs> that wasn't oh, very good. You got to see that, Sean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he did that against Spurs. So yeah, I saw parts of that. Yeah, okay. That any good. other? Any other? Oh, Kyrie. I, there were two uh, diverging reports, and maybe we've got more information on that. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski had one thing, and he thinks that Kyrie will be able to play next week because it sounds like no. New York the mayor, City the mayor of New York, said no. No, okay, he based came out on today what? and said no. Because apparently, what? and I, I don't get the difference, the mandates are being lifted for public but not private, and their business is considered a private. Yeah, Brooklyn is considered a private. The Nets are considered a private business. I don't know why you have... lift it for one but not the other, but yeah. who, who asked yeah. me? It's usually the opposite. It's usually the opposite. They let the private businesses. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Right. That that doesn't make a lot of sense. And no, I mean, I think this is, this is you know, you hear the ads, and I was thinking about this today, about ads, about boosters and all this stuff. And again, we're up here in the Northeast. It's better than some places. I'm sure there's still some issues some places. But, you know, it's like th- these PSAs are like, like, you know, a month ago, that was a good thing. But now it's like yeah. we're down to 2% again or 1.5 for yeah, we're down to a stage so. three. Yeah, we're down to a stage three. Yeah, we don't here. have they stage three. stage three. Yeah. But yeah, but here, but there were, no, we're down it's to pretty much. I mean, you don't have to wear, a, 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 you you don't have to prove vaccination in the garden. You have to wear an, in, uh, a mask if you're not eating and drinking. But I don't yeah. understand why Kyrie wouldn't be able to play. Uh, uh, well, he came out and emphatically said no today, so. Okay, he's an Knicks fan. All right. He so said, he said it would send the wrong message is the way he worked. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I think we need we should be pretty much stop messaging about this because I think we're <laughs> we're moving past it. All right. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. And 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 remember, I was all for vaccinations and mandates and everything. But I mean, when yeah. you look at the figures, you look at the science. Follow the science, and the yep. science is saying we're doing well. So. CDC and, is saying, hey, CDC yeah. is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. NHL. Atlantic Division, Florida 75, Tampa Bay 74, Toronto 74. They've come up a bit because they were kind of languishing close to the Bruins there. Bruins are fourth at 68. Uh, Detroit 52. I am going to eliminate the Pistons. I think well, they've already been eliminated. The Red Wings. (laughs) No playoffs for Detroit in hockey and basketball, as usual. Uh, And football. Nothing in anything. Football, you know. And uh, this baseball thing with Pirates, Pirates have a chance. But anyway, Detroit is 52. Uh, we have Ottawa, 43, Buffalo, 40, and Montreal, 33. In the Metropolitan Division, we have Carolina at 78, Pittsburgh, 74, Rangers, 71, Washington, 65. So the Bruins, long ago, at the beginning of the year, when they started to play again after their COVID uh, stoppage, their one of their goals was to... Well, they had to first get ahead of Detroit. They did that right away. Then was to pack, try to catch up and move up in the playoffs. They finally did that. Took them all this time as well as they played to do it. But they have passed Washington for that, you know, so they'll have the uh, the second first place team to play as a wild card right now. Mm-hmm. But they've got a long road to hold to, to do it in the uh, in their own division to move up because really they can, you know, move up passing teams in their other division won't make any difference because they've got the first wild card right now. They have right. to start passing teams in their division. Anyway, so Washington 65. Then we go down to Columbus at 55. We're keeping them alive for a, a little while. Maybe next week. Islanders 48. Remember, I already killed them off. Or didn't yeah. like it, but I did. New Jersey 43 and Philadelphia 42. In the Central, 
Colorado with the biggest lead. They have 82, St. Louis 70, Minnesota 65, Nashville 64. Then we have Dallas 61, Winnipeg 55, and then uh, Blackhawks 46 and Arizona 32. And in the Pacific, we have Calgary at 68, the Kings at 65, and the Kings were pretty hot, moved up to second place, and then they met the Bruins. They got killed last night. Took care of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vegas Golden Knights at 62, Edmonton 61, Anaheim 59, Vancouver 58, San Jose 54, and Seattle 37. So right now, the way the playoffs would break down, we would have Washington would go and play Carolina because Carolina has the highest point total of the first place teams. So Washington would play Carolina, and the Rangers would play Pittsburgh. In the other division, the Bruins would play Florida, and Toronto would play Tampa Bay. So as it is this week, the divisions would be intact, but that doesn't mean yep. it will stay that way. No. In in the West, we would have Edmonton at Colorado and Minnesota at St. Louis. And in the other division, we had have Nashville at Calgary and the Vegas Golden Knights at the Kings. So there there you go. And there's one, uh, one death to talk about and one uh, highlight game this week. Uh, and this, I knew that the, some, something crazy had had to happen. And Detroit and Toronto played after the Celtics had played at uh, noontime in Detroit. Toronto and Detroit played there, and it was a wild hockey game. They thought they were playing basketball as Toronto beat Detroit ten to seven. And uh, Phil Marner uh, scored. Yeah, uh, and yeah, Phil Marner well, scored four goals. Will, uh, William Mitch Marner. Marner. Mitch Marner. Yeah, Mitch, yeah, yeah, Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. and including an eight-goal third period, Chris, right. both teams. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And the other, the uh, significant uh, hockey person we need to honor at this time, Emil Cat Francis died, ninety-five years old. He played, and I. It was before my time, obviously, at that age as a goalie. But he played for the Blackhawks from '46 to '48, and the Rangers '49 to '51. Then finished up his career, and then minors through '60. Head of the head of the coach of the Rangers from '65 through '75. Then uh, St. Louis from '76 through '77, and then came back in '82 to the Blues. His head coaching record was '388 and '273 and 117. He is an executive assistant GM for the Rangers from 62 to 64, and then the GM of the Rangers from as and while he was coach from 64 through 76, and then coach and GM in uh, and VP in St. Louis from 76 through 83, the GM in Hartford from 83 through 89, and the president in Hartford Whalers from 88 through 93, and he made the Hockey Hall of Fame as a builder in 82. So that's the story on Cat Francis. So uh, that was somebody we always heard about, and I was always curious. As to, I, I knew he, I didn't remember him as a player, but, uh, you know. And the only other thing I think we have, because uh, that was all I had on, do you have anything on hockey, Rick or Robert? Uh, no, not really. I mean, no. we're about three weeks out from the trading deadline, so we're starting to yep. get a lot of rumors, but they're just rumors. Yeah, uh, the trading deadline is uh, on the 21st, so we're going to start hearing uh, more and more possible trades uh and uh, there are, there are some players available, so I expect a very active trade deadline. Yeah, well, we've certainly eliminated uh, more teams, let's say, in, in hockey than there, there have been in basketball. So, and uh, yeah, I think you can put the Sharks on that list very shortly. It's okay, yeah, they're getting good. there. Yeah. Okay. So there are a couple of soccer notes. Uh, the women's soccer settlement they, for equal pay, they're going to, from now on, they get a $24 million lawsuit settlement from U.S. soccer 
and they're going to be paid as much. And apparently their ratings were better because they had more success than the men. So they're going to finally get equal uh, pay uh, for what well, they, they do. Win. They, they yeah. won almost every World Cup for the women except for like two, where the men a lot of hadn't qualified even the last time or so. Didn't yeah, yeah, no, the men have done terrible when it comes to American soccer. The, the women have done so much better. So. And the MLS opened on Saturday. And they're there, so that was the 26th, and they're they're uh, and they're, it's the 27th MLS season. Time goes by, and then uh, there are 20 te- 28 teams now. Charlotte has come in with a team, and their their off their uh, regular season will end on November 9th, and their final October will be 9th. October, 9th, October 9th. I'm sorry, and their final will be on November 5th, and just before the World Cup in Qatar. And, and uh, yeah, they're, they're, Cutter, they're basically Cutter, back I think on, we have to say it. Yeah, yeah. they're basically, yeah, they're basically back on. They're basically back on their regular schedule that they were pre-COVID because they usually start late February and the playoffs go. I know their playoffs are usually going at the same time as the baseball and a little bit after. So they're yeah. they're finally getting back to regular schedule. Right, and then uh, the World Cup will be at the end of the year. You know, like we had. Where was it? We they were, and it was uh, like in uh, December, and with the uh, bubuzelas, those horns. Where where was that? Somewhere in. Africa. Africa. Yeah. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those. So that was uh, the end of uh, some year, I think 14. Anyway, so that's it for as far as soccer is concerned. And that's all I have. Anybody else? There you go, Sean. Wrap it up. Well, I think that's about it. So hope all y'all for your Ash Wednesday and your Lent, whatever you're giving up, I hope you do not give up Sports Lives Live, whether you're listening live next week or whether you listen on the podcast by downloading it from legendoldies.com or typing in Sports Lives Live in your podcatcher or telling your smart device to play Sports Lives Live from Apple Podcasts or going to 773-572-3006, option number nine. So until next week, and who knows what's going to happen depressing or good in baseball. But we'll, we'll try to give you a college head. basketball preview anyway next week of about the conferences. We'll, we'll have something you know, positive like next week. Yeah, we'll talk we'll about try. that for sure. We'll see you next week.